0: How to Trust Yourself Again and Increase Your Self-Confidence by Ayon Farvar We lose trust when we view our mistakes and setbacks in life as a reflection of who we are as a person. But, if we have known ourselves to be a good person, always have good intentions, and are open to do the right thing, in all circumstances? Is it really fair not to trust ourselves? Probably not. Hi, this is Ayaan Farvar. I am glad you are here. If it's your first time here, this channel is about Self-Realization and honoring our life purpose and meaning. If you are interested in these topics, please subscribe to Stay Connected. Your support is the foundation of this channel, and encourages me to create more content in the future. Today, we want to focus on self-trust, or simply our ability to trust ourselves without any doubts or desire for external validation. Self-trust is the foundation of self-confidence, because when we trust ourselves, We make decisions or take actions with a sense of courage and conviction, which give us the confidence we need to face challenges in life. Unfortunately, self-trust is not something we are born with, and we have to develop it in the course of our life. Ideally, learning to trust ourselves should happen during our developmental age, when we are more playful, curious, and adventurous, But, for reasons that we will cover later, we may not be able to develop enough trust and confidence when growing up. On top of that, we can lose self-trust when we subconsciously give moral meanings to our setbacks and let what happened to us define how we see ourselves. For example, if I experience rejection in a relationship or fail a job interview, I may give this rejection a moral meaning, and view myself as not being worthy of love, or not good enough in what I do. But, is that really fair? I would say definitely not, because not everything that happens to us has enough merits to morally define who we are as a person. If you resonate with this message, you may find the ideas presented here useful. More specifically, we cover the following topics. Understanding our developmental needs and how they affect our self-trust. Noticing what blocks our ability to trust ourselves as adults. And, practical tips to restore self-trust and increase our self-confidence. Let's go over these. Please note that the ideas presented here are based on my personal experience and understanding. If you are interested in academic views, consider further research in areas such as developmental psychology. Understanding our developmental needs and how they affect our self-trust We humans have three early developmental needs. When these needs are fully met, we grow up with a sense of self-worth, have enough courage and self-trust, and get along well with everyone. Unfortunately for most of us, such ideal upbringing does not happen, so we need to learn to further cultivate these qualities as adults. Three developmental needs explained here are partly inspired by self-psychology, a psychoanalytical model developed by Hans Kohut, an Austrian-born American psychoanalyst. But, the developmental needs described here are based on an intuitive interpretation of self-psychology and are not meant to represent it in its academic sense. If you wish to learn more about Kohut's work and self-psychology, I have provided references related to this topic in the description below. We humans have three fundamental needs when growing up. We need to know our value and learn to respect and love ourselves. This need is usually met when at least one of our parents or guardians gives us unconditional love and acceptance for who we are as a child. We need to learn to exercise courage and trust ourselves. This need is fulfilled when at least one of our parents, guardians, or teachers trusts us and calls us to adventure and courage, but without judging or criticizing how we go about it and we need to learn to develop a sense of belonging with our peers. This need is met when we are encouraged to mingle with other kids and have a chance to develop social skills through peer bonding with them. When these needs are not fully met, we may not realize our self-worth or learn to trust ourselves. Instead, we may look for others in our lives to validate our worth, or give us the confidence we need. Let me give a couple of examples to clarify this. For example, if I did not receive enough parental love or attention to realize my value as a child, or grew up with parents who were busy or emotionally cold or unavailable, I may look to find my value in my relationships with others, or look externally to receive the love and attention I need, which we all know can never be perfect. Similarly, if I were someone who grew up with loving, but overprotective or over controlling parents, watching my every move, I may not find space to feel independent, learn how to trust myself, or exercise courage to face challenges. Under this condition, it was probably safer for me not to exercise courage or learn to trust myself, because that way I did not need to be judged or criticized by adults. You can see how the conditions around our early developmental years can affect our sense of self-worth and self-trust, it is important to contemplate on this subject without criticizing our parents or guardians, who probably had the best intentions in heart, but themselves had to grow up in similar or even less ideal circumstances. The key takeaway here is for us to realize that we need to learn to nourish and continue to recognize our self-worth and raise our self-trust now as adults noticing what blocks our ability to trust ourselves as adults. When we have low levels of self-trust, all of our decisions are mixed with doubt, and everything we do is observed and judged by our inner critics, who are aware of this doubt and view it as a sign of weakness or incompetence. We can think of our inner critics as internalized parental voices. We all have inner critics, because when we were little, our parents, guardians, or teachers used critical or shaming language as a tool in their upbringing, probably with best intention. Unfortunately, even as adults, we continue to subconsciously internalize such critical or shaming language, especially when we make mistakes or do something that does not represent who we are, or how we want to be seen by others. Because of this, our inner critics tend to block our ability to trust ourselves, even if such trust is what we truly deserve. In addition to inner critics, there is another factor that blocks our ability to trust ourselves. That happens when we let our failures or negative experiences in our life change the way we see ourselves. Once we start labeling ourselves as a bad person, not as smart or good enough, or not worthy of love, and so on, we begin to doubt ourselves, and through that, further awaken our self-critical beliefs. This puts us in a never-ending cycle of self-doubts and self-critical beliefs, blocking our ability to trust ourselves and have confidence. But, this is not fair or justified, because if we have known ourselves to be a good person, if we believe we have good intentions and want to always do the right thing, and if we want others to recognize these in us, There is no good reason for us to be so self-critical, or not to trust ourselves. If you resonate with these words, consider contemplating on them on your own, and start making necessary changes to embrace the trust and confidence you truly deserve. Practical Tips to Restore Self-Trust and Increase Our Self-Confidence So far, we saw how the circumstances around our upbringing can affect our ability to have courage or self-trust as adults. We also saw how our self-critical beliefs and giving moral meanings to everything we experience can diminish our ability to raise our trust and confidence. But, all of these can change when we realize that these beliefs are shaped when we were much younger, and they may no longer be relevant to who we currently are or want to be. In this section, I share a few practical tips that can help you increase your self-trust and confidence. Not all of these tips may be relevant to you, so consider only those you resonate with the most. These tips are Begin to honor all of your commitments and don't commit to anything you're unsure to follow through. Always notice your good intentions in all things you do, irrespective of their outcome. Commit to do the right thing in all circumstances, even if that is not fully aligned with your own interests and avoid giving moral meanings to your mistakes or failures, or blaming yourself or others for what happened. Let's briefly go over these. Begin to honor all of your commitments, and don't commit to anything you are unsure to follow through. This is the first and the most important tip for restoring your trust on yourself. Because, every time you don't follow through with your words or commitments, you unknowingly erode your trust on yourself. Even not following through with small commitments, like returning a call or running an errand, can affect our self-trust, because by not doing them, we are essentially telling ourselves that our words or decisions don't matter to understand this better imagine how a child would feel if her parents keep promising something but fail to keep their promises after a while the child may no longer trust what the parents say because they never follow through with their words the same thing happens unconsciously within us when we don't follow through with what we say or commit to do So, start committing less, and even when committing to yourself, don't commit to something you are not sure to follow through. Just honoring this rule alone helps you raise your self-trust, because you learn to always trust yourself through honoring your words. Always notice your good intentions in all things that you do, irrespective of their outcome. When making a decision or doing something, spend time to notice your intentions related to them, and why you are making that decision, or why you are doing what you intend to do. Also, as you notice your good intention, commit to do your best in whatever you are doing. Noticing your good intention in all circumstances, and committing to always do your best, invites a sense of honor and trust, because, irrespective of the outcome, you know you had the best intentions in mind, and did your best. Commit to do the right thing in all circumstances, even if that is not fully aligned with your own interests. When facing a challenge or a difficult decision, always ask yourself, What is the right thing to do here? but without prioritizing your own interests. Committing to do the right thing in all circumstances awakens a sense of courage, pride, and confidence in you. Sometimes doing the right thing could mean you taking responsibility for what happened, but that is a small price to pay compared to an empowering sense of courage, trust, and honor you would recognize in you. Avoid giving moral meanings to your mistakes or failures, or blaming yourself or others for what happened. Realize that mistakes and failures, either yours or others, are inseparable parts of life experience. So, refrain from stigmatizing mistakes and failures, or blaming yourself or others for them. Mistakes and failures are how we learn through experience and become wiser. So, begin to appreciate the value of all of your experiences, regardless of their outcome. You can do this by trying to understand what happened without morally judging the person who did it, even if that person were you. This invites openness and courage to accept what happened without needing to blame anyone. If you follow these tips in your daily life consistently, you would start noticing higher levels of trust and confidence in your relationship and in everything you do. As a part of this process, you also develop an invaluable sense of honor for the person you are and the high human values you live by. Closing Remarks In closing, I hope you have found the ideas presented here useful in increasing your self-trust and confidence, the qualities that are probably well-deserved. The most important takeaway is to recognize that your mistakes and setbacks have life-promoting values, and you need them in order to grow and become wiser every day. So, as long as you recognize your good intentions in everything you do and are open to always do the right thing, it is not justified to give your setbacks a moral meaning or use them to negatively judge yourself. Even if there are still decisions or habits that you are not as proud of, it would be always better to separate them from the person you know yourself to be. This helps you stay connected to the sacred core of your being, and always trust yourself, regardless of where your life takes you. If you have found this presentation useful, please like and share it with your like-minded friends. Please, subscribe to my channel, and share your thoughts and comments. Also, if you have requests for future topics, please share it as a comment or contact me through my bio-link below. For more information about myself and life mentorship services I offer, please find my bio-link in the description below. Blessings